Welcome to our podcast, This Life, The Chronicles of Autism Mums. I'm Alison Saraf, and I'm joined each week by amazing women who happen to have children on the spectrum. We talk about navigating the ups and downs of parenting kids with autism and how that affected us and our lives as women, professionals and mothers. Strap in, grab some tissues, sometimes you'll cry from empathy and others from laughter. Join us on our journey of this life. Welcome to today's episode, Social Interactions. I'm Alison Saraf, and today I am joined by Susanna Maha and uh, Hasna. Welcome, Hi, ladies. Allison. How are you? We're so excited to be here. And we yeah. are excited, very excited very. to be all together in yeah, one place. In person, yay. So today we're going to be talking about social interactions. And um, I know that we all have our own anxiety about social interactions with our children. So um, I'll just start off with you, Susanna, and um, just to kind of introduce the topic and really to talk about what, um, what your experiences are of having uncomfortable social interactions with your son and in different environments and sure. what that kind of looked for you in the past. Yeah. So uh, my son is almost 10 years old right now. So it's been a long journey and lots of differences from the time he was a toddler until now. I think the most stressful social interaction time was when he was a toddler mm -hmm. because he still wasn't speaking probably properly with the speech delay and all that and he has always been very eager to actually socialize so it was it wasn't really ever the issue of like not wanting to be around people but it was more of like how do i interact with people yeah. so i remember at one point like his issue in our compound was always wanting to play with all the other kids and a lot of them are a bit older and they would assume that he speaks well and everything so because he can't communicate he would like run over take their toy for example and run off so they can chase him and like for him like that's him socializing and playing but like for them then they would get upset because he took their toy and all that so it was always like there was that anxiety because you always need to be like around paying attention and trying to analyze like what is he doing how can I use this as a learning opportunity to like teach him what to do yeah and also to kind of like uh, absorb any um, you know uh, upset yeah feelings that, that others actually quite exhausting it is yeah. exhausting yeah so you just Seriously. remember the sheer exhaustion like I remember of, like the sweating yes definitely <laughs> right. because what's like the alternative just like not allow him to be around other kids like he has to learn at one point yeah yeah and I think as we like you know as he's growing I think at one point, as he was, you know, developing his uh, speech skills, uh, there were a lot of times where he would get like frustrated about situations with other kids um, where he can then not really express himself well. Um, and then at that point, I remember us focusing on teaching him to tell the adult that's around. So that served us for quite a few years because then we would help him navigate the situation. But now we're at an age since like about a year or so ago and I really noticed this, especially with like my friends, kids who are in similar age groups, where then something would happen and he usually just goes off to whoever's mom is like, your son did blah, 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 whatever, you know, or, you know, he'll just tell them off. 
Um, and then immediately the moms will go deal with their kids, which was fine, you know, when he was a bit younger. But now the kids are getting annoyed with that kind of behavior. So and then, you know, they'll, you know, kind of threaten him with, well, if you tell on us, then it's we're going to do this or, you know, that whole situation. So then he got to a point where he's scared to say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'd always mm-hmm. kind of talk to him like, you know, if you're having a difficult time, like you don't need to go tell off their moms. <laughs> Just come <laughs> talk to me privately and I'll help you figure out how to like navigate mm-hmm. that. So, And what, what was the reaction for, from your perspective from the from the mums, did they, was there any kind of fallout with the parents because of that? Honestly, no, because they're like very, very good friends of mine, but it does get embarrassing sometimes. Like I can, I mean, they think it's funny and they laugh it off, but I think sometimes like it gets to a point where it's like, that's a bit rude. You yeah. shouldn't have said that, right. you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. When is it enough? But yeah, no, nobody has ever reacted because like usually it's not like with random strangers. It's mm-hmm. like with people that he really knows well. Okay. So that leads me on to my next question, actually. Um, Maha, perhaps you can share some information about this. The anxiety, and I think it's fair to say that at some point we've all had anxiety about our kids having social interactions, really probably because we don't really know what to expect. It's always a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always, might react always. in certain situations. Yeah, that's right. um, has that ever become so overwhelming for you as a parent, not for him, mm-hmm. but for you that you have decided to navigate yourself around a social situation and just decided that you're not going to participate in something you know how has that affected you how Zane might react in a certain situation that has definitely happened a lot where I've not attended certain like certain like big birthday parties or you know when there's a lot of kids because he does find it very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and then I I'm trying to help him, but I'm trying to help him when he's at a state where he can't actually learn anything because he's so because he is so overwhelmed. So I, I really need to pick and choose the right social setting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do find that I yeah maybe remove myself a bit too much, where I, I need to sometimes lean into the discomfort and say, well, he's just the more exposed he is, the more he'll get used to it. Um, he's what he's 12 years old now so we are reaching a time where you know just as going into his preteen he will be pulling away because that's what kids do at that age they want to be by themselves they don't want to be so social I guess Um, but yeah I I definitely have to get myself into a um, a a good state before I go into these situations because like you said you don't know what you're going to expect and you don't your your child picks up on your anxiety so when you go in there stressed especially with my son he he is more probably concerned now that I'm going to get stressed and upset and he can tell without me even saying anything Mm so I sort of owe it to him to have to sort of put myself in the right mindset Mm -hmm. before going in otherwise I'll you know if it's a bad day for me I'm comfortable with saying, you know what? It's okay for us not to, we can sit this one out. He's more than happy to sit it out. I don't yeah. put that, that pressure on thing. myself. That's the thing, the kids don't necessarily no, care. It's more about what yeah. you feel that they're you should fine. be doing, how you develop their social skills if yeah. they're not gonna be around people. Yeah. I think I think you just kind of like have to make an effort, a conscious effort to maybe set up almost like social situations that might, you not might that are most likely going to be successful 
experiences for them where you go in with the mentality of this is for learning purposes uh, and depending on what skill you want to like teach like maybe even know how you're going to react to different or respond not react respond to different um, situations uh, and then kind of like follow through with that even if that means like let's say you're working on making sure your I don't know your seatbelt is buckled on the way to wherever and if you don't you know buckle your seatbelt you're gonna stop the car and or go back you're not gonna have this outing like just kind of like that sort of situation just set it up like where maybe it's at a time where you're not you know uh, anxious about getting somewhere on time or whatsoever where you would well, you don't to- care if you go or not exactly right. where you can just actually yeah. do that consequence that you and need you to do you have all the patience in the world the day Definitely. that you have patience because the, the day the day yeah, that you have the patience, one day that's the year. that you want to even teach anything sometimes exactly. i'm just like you yeah. know I'm we just got to get through <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm gonna go i'm gonna let it mess up but i'm i'm just gonna and be honestly really I, i'm the i will you know? admit that i'm the guilty mom where when i i'm going into something and i know there are might be some difficult situation and I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to get my, no, I go if it's, depends who it is, but I go and I just get my iPad. That's the baby silent babysitter. Sometimes, sometimes. you know, he's still around kids, even if he's a good backup. Yeah. And then if he wants to socialize, he'll socialize as much as he's comfortable with. And when he's done Mm -hmm. and needs his time, he'll just have that to kind of tap out. I think that's a really good judge because otherwise then, you know, if you're there, socially as well then yeah. at least it doesn't ruin your time um what about you Hasna? We've, all your, we've uh, all done the ipads we've all done the phones I mean, we've all done everything my, my son is now he's actually turning 15 uh so he actually wants social inter- interactions mm-hmm. he he's always um he hasn't always uh cared but i feel like now he wants to be a part of uh the school experience he wants to have friends he wants to do the things that others do he wants to go to the mall so some days I can, some days I can't. But actually, just last week, I let him go with his cousins. No nannies, no adults, nobody. Wow. And he was so happy. Mm. He kept saying, I was so excited I did this. The problem with doing that is that when I'm around him, I can kind of control situations because sometimes they end up being huge liabilities because yeah. he'll just, you know, I'm up, Faisal will just say things or go and some people will will be happy but a lot of people will just you know not tolerate it so it's really i'm protecting him not i'm not embarrassed of him i'm protecting him from uh those people who would not even make the effort to understand what i was hoping to teach him because um is to actually disclose because once he discloses then i'm able it's almost like empowering in his case uh, to say it so then people were like okay why is he repeating the same thing 20 times which is like you know he'd go and have the most random conversation about um, and he really struggles with social cues at this point we are really struggling with what is so-called the hidden curriculum because um, he doesn't he doesn't know what's appropriate he doesn't know when to stop talking about something he doesn't and that you can only learn that through practice and Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of opportunities. It's a vicious circle. We don't have yeah. a lot of opportunities to practice, mm-hmm. especially at that age. Mm-hmm. And without that practice, you know, you can teach all you want. You can say stop all you want, but you're not providing that example, that opportunity. 
that situation. You're not providing a buffer. You're not yeah. providing another solution for them and to I'm, get what they want. Out I'm of that curious situation. to ask also, like, if they are, if you are giving them a place to practice, kind of, or just like randomly with random people, how do you know how others are going to react? So you don't really know yeah, if it's and that's a, what it is. There's know. that anxiety. Some that some days you're willing to put up with with it and take him along and just let him be, and you, but you're there. I always have mean, to be there and. Do watching. you mean for yourself personally as well? Your anxiety. Levels? I mean, of course, but his anxiety is my anxiety in the sense that like I don't like to see people making fun of my son no, I don't like that, to so that's see your anxiety. you know what I mean yeah. I don't like to see yeah, my yeah. son and I it's very triggering yes. for me because it's like oh where's the compassion it becomes very yeah. you know like we live with this day and night I I don't care everybody must be accepting and must be more educated yeah. about I think you know, it's interesting what you just feel, said so. actually about not being embarrassed is being protective yeah, of that's course. the thing of course. and, and want- it's it it's like we've I think we've all lived with this for such a long time now and when I say we've lived with it we've lived with our children yeah. going through this yeah. um th- through life yeah. with autism and it's 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 not it's not like you you're you're you feel weak or em- em- embarrassed no, or it's like we to, feel like yeah. we want we need everybody I don't, to understand yeah and you don't want to put your son in that situation yes. it hurts to see yes. you know it that hurts. your son yeah. is just he's just trying to socialize this is how he socializes mm-hmm. so i often say i always say listen he has autism mm-hmm. you know and there's you know there's nothing wrong i'm not I, I'm, I'm i'm helping him when i do that because it's like oh okay now it makes sense right he's actually very interesting and then you feel people most people are more willing right. to engage once they know. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like sometimes disclosure is power, especially if he would be able to do that because, you know, you have no idea. He comes and talks to you about, you know, the random situation over and over and over. You're like, but then when he says, okay, that makes sense. Maybe people will be more compassionate. The problem is that people are not compassionate because they're not willing. A lot of people, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to generalize, but they're not willing to put in the time. They just don't want to deal with it. And I deal with that. A lot it's like oh like sometimes with family which is the hardest thing it's right. like oh my god how many more times can he repeat the same thing oh my god you know and they get triggered and it's like i live this and you know and you owe it like, you know if you want to be around him you're gonna have to treat him and put up with this because mm-hmm. this is how he's wired this is how he functions and then maybe you can provide examples and right. there is and that's what i'm saying social skills are learned through practice the our kids did not get the same practice that others did because they developed at a different rate right and they developed in a different way mm-hmm. with different operating systems sometimes and you know what it doesn't mean and it doesn't that's not an excuse especially with the you know growing rates not to educate yourself that's why it's so important for everybody to understand that autism is there what it entails and you know be able to almost like recognize and be compassionate you mm-hmm. know so for me it's very triggering when i see kids making fun of my son you know I almost want to go there and and I I did it I did it before you know it's happened over and over and that is my fear with social interaction Mm -hmm. it's that my son gets bullied is that my son gets hurt is that he doesn't understand funny enough in his school a bunch of kids uh were you know making fun of him literally but he had no idea and he was laughing with them and that was awesome because it completely put them in a yeah, situation because it diffuses like, the situation it was like why is he laughing we're bullying <laughs> and he's cracking up with them he's in his own you know yeah. he thinks it's hilarious i was like that's yeah. a great yeah. great coping yeah, mechanism yeah. he didn't even know mm-hmm. which is great but like it's not always going to be like that they also have feeling they also they can't read if they're being bullied or not sometimes mm-hmm. but it's still and, not right and in those situations it can go the, the other way as yeah, well it can wind the situation yeah. up even more can't yeah, it especially absolutely. if they don't understand the diet you know the, yeah. the, the, the thing. i think i think it's just like there's that 
hidden fear of what Hasna was just saying that it's like is this always going to be the same way like how is it going to be when he's older yeah, like I, I, that's you a keep huge, like that it yeah. kind of stays at the back of so your much mind anxiety about you know? that. so much so anxiety. it's very stressful yeah. and I think we've talked about this before but all all of this fear and all of these anxieties if they could stay at this age or a little bit younger yeah. forever yeah, no, that would be, be kind of better yeah I know. because we can always protect protect them, them. Yeah. and 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 i think this is the this the sheer weight of the fact that we don't know what the future holds yeah, yeah. is almost too much to bear often and this is why yeah. i think we're quite extreme with the way that we yeah. um you know parent and what we and think it's almost like faith. a do or die yeah. like it is I don't have a lot of faith in people. Like, I think what I've been exposed to so far is that people are, there's not a lot of compassion. No. There's not a lot of awareness. There's not enough efforts by the, the effort school. It's effort. There's not the enough schools, desire to learn more. The schools, like, yeah. even with these growing mm. numbers, it's still the easiest thing to do for schools mm. to just, you know, say, sorry, we can't serve him. There you go. So, you know, it's almost all, everybody is turning their backs on them. There's no activities for our kids. There's no opportunities. There's no, our kids cannot access what the mainstream kids access in no. terms of like after yeah. school extracurricular yeah. and mm-hmm. after i know that like more programs are happening around the world there's but really the focus should be on developing programs that uh that help with social interactions because yeah. what are you without the social there are uh in in the workplace that's how there's trainings that are done to like uh employees where they can understand but but it's still i mean the need for that is is huge it's way bigger than what's available I mean yeah and I think as well if we started that training sooner so if we I mean you know just looking at the education system and how that works if we could get to a point where some of the some of the subjects and the topics and how far they go with education is not necessary for a lot of these individuals because they will never become academics they will probably never go to university some of them some of them will some of them won't but if they're identified as potentially not being you know at a point not written off but also take a different track so take a vocational track but at the same time all everyone like there should be like you say a massive emphasis on social skills so that when they do go into the workplace of their choice or what is suited to them that they're already one step ahead so that's something that they don't have to learn as adults it's something they can learn as children um maha when's um uh, a situation where you've had a a crash and burn situation um because i think that we 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 have empathy for these things but also um you know we there's there's always situations whereby you can remember oh, and think like, oh, that did not go well <laughs> I <laughs> you always have I a laugh about it the after. hardest ones have been the ones where he refuses to even go into the house so i can't even <laughs> enter the house let alone <laughs> so i remember at one stage you know we had a big celebration at one of my uncle's homes and he you know i have a very large family in australia and you know none of them you know the whole autism thing is like oh no you know it's it's really uh, he just he just needs time. He just needs yeah, discipline. He needs a, his father needs to be stronger. Whatever it is, like I'm, you know, and you just sort of, you know, filter yeah, that be, and you go yeah. whatever. And I think there was one time where lucky my uncle lived across the road from a park, but because I just spent the whole time at the park and my whole family were inside eating and enjoying themselves. Oh. And I was outside with Zane and my auntie would come out and go, it's okay, it's okay. Like, oh. And I'm like, well, I can't really do any more than that because I have another son who's inside. And I'm like, well, I can't leave. I don't want to pull my older son away because he's enjoying his time with his grandparents and this. So I stayed in this park 
and and then the kids sort of came out and started playing with him and then they'd go in and eat and come out and it was like just can I just go home yeah. like I have one car I can't leave one child with it. Yeah. so those situ- and the thing is with my son up until the point that we reach the house we don't know how he's going to respond so on it's one a surprise. side, yeah. it's, it's like a lucky dip. You're like, yeah, okay, you're today off. you're okay with it. But another time he might go there and say, you know, I don't like the look of that house yeah. and not go in. And, and of course, as a mum, you just, you sort of want to put on your mum hat and go, nah, you're going to listen to what I say and get in the house. But if only it was so easy with our kids to just lay down the law with our kids, we, it doesn't work that way. And so, yeah, so I think in that situation, and, and, and I didn't take him to a wedding until he was about seven because I couldn't trust yeah. telling these people that I'm going to get all dressed up and get ready for this wedding and then not be able to go into yeah. the wedding. Yeah. So I would just say, he's not coming. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll enjoy the wedding. I'll yeah. take my son, older son or I'll, take, I'll go with mm-hmm. my husband. And, he, and, and that was quite sad because all the kids would be together all dressed up in their cute little suits mm-hmm. and my As son well, was at home one with, missing, with, with, one my, with, my, with my husband or with yeah. his dad or with, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, with my parents or something. And that was... You know, I would love to have taken him to those weddings and had the little outfits on. But you just sort of, again, pick your battles and pick your situations and go, it just isn't for him right now. Is that, do you feel that that's got easier with time? Not because he's grown up, but because you are more, it it doesn't hurt you as badly now when you see that. Or yeah. people are more accepting now, or they just know him a bit better, so they know what to expect. What, like, you know, well, how you got, do you? Well, you got more used to it. Yeah, I think I'm just numb. I just accept it. I just got used to it. Yeah. You definitely, definitely start to just accept yeah. that. I think the acceptance. We talked about the mm-hmm. stages of grief, yeah. and I think when you reach that acceptance stage, you just sort of take it and go, exactly. "Not a good day. Yeah. That's okay. Let's yeah. go home, or let's go. You know what? Let's just go to the park for a bit. Let's go." Because I don't want him. Because Zany is very um, aware, and he understands. So he then feels bad. He's at an age now where he's like, like he's apologizing for being this way, and I'm like, mm. no, like. That's really, I don't ever want you to feel that you have to apologize because you can't, because he wants to socialize and he wants. So now it's like, it's okay. If you change your mind, that's okay. We can go. And so I always have a plan B in the back of my mind. So then it's not overwhelming for me. Before Mm -hmm. I didn't have a plan B was, okay, we're going to go home and just lock ourselves away. Whereas now it's like, no, no, it's okay. Like we can go home, we can go somewhere else. And that's. That's yeah, okay. You become less rigid yeah. and you become more flexible for yes, them. And I think that's what it is. It's like we have to become flexible that's with it. like man- maneuvering situations. Right. And yeah. That's and awesome. I think yeah. as they grow, you kind of also start taking them more into, cons- into yes. consideration in the sense that right. like it's not that you always want to keep them comfortable and not give them a space yeah. to grow. But I think like for me, the learning curve I had to learn over the last year or two is to also realize like there are some kids that he gets along well so perfectly where when we do have a play date it's like i don't even worry about it at all whether they're at my house or whether we're at their house or whatsoever so they just like you know there's no problems it goes perfectly but there are some kids where there are occasional issues and i find sometimes when it's a bigger group 
and there's more kids. Yeah, because there's more, it, there's more opinions. There's more people. There's yeah, more, and it's and it becomes the, yeah. more difficult yeah, for course, him to yeah. have. So I don't like avoid these situations completely, mm-hmm. but I got to a point where like, well, you know what? Everyone always is trying to do things that's like more fun for their kids or da-da, for their kids. Like, why would I force him to yeah. go into a situation that I know he would be at one point or another uncomfortable in? So I just kind of like. Um, again, I don't avoid them all together, but then I sometimes like if he doesn't, I'll, I'll ask him if he doesn't want to meet with these people, mm-hmm. then we just do something differently. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's not like a celebration where, you know, it would be rude not to go, I would try to do that. But again, like I would have maybe iPad isn't the perfect plan, but it's no, there as a backup, a you know, no shame. Um, or we, you know, we go for a certain amount of time. And then once we know, like he's, he's reached hit, his limit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we adapt. We adapt. And honestly, definitely. I feel like instead of them always adapting to what works for us, we should also adapt to what works for them. And I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm right there with you when it says I, we don't want to keep them comfortable. And always sometimes you do want them to practice the skills and sure. to be. But at the same time, I prefer when my son is in a situation he likes and where of I'm, course. You know, peace of mind for me, peace of mind mm-hmm. for him and people that, that are not judging mm-hmm. him, you know, yeah. and yeah, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. we you tend to gravitate towards yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think, you know, getting to know our children and as they've grown as well, it's easier to identify situations where they might learn from rather than other situations where it might just be a totally uncomfortable situation that is just never going to work. You know, it was always trial and error to begin with. Um, But, you know, with social interactions, I find obviously because Noah's not um, particularly verbal, so he couldn't really tell us if he was uncomfortable about the color of someone's house outside or he was frightened about who was, you know. So we have learned to kind of read what it is that he, you know, may get anxious about, about certain situations. Um, But I always find that because he's, he can't speak. So I know that he's not going to come out with something, you know, the, the most that I get from him is he might talk too loudly or he'll talk when, someone else is talking and then he'll just keep repeating the same thing over and over again when someone's like right next to me because he hasn't got that kind of social cue to just you know I'm having a conversation and you wait and those are the things that make me feel quite anxious about new situations especially if you know you because outwardly he doesn't look like he has autism so if you walked into a room and there's so many people in there um that's what I get most anxious about is the fact that I haven't, I haven't got a problem with telling anyone, but when I haven't had that opportunity to have a precursor, like a conversation ahead of time to warn everybody, well, not warn them, but just let them know. So it's like, well, can we start off on the right foot here? Let's start off with the right information so that we, it's almost like you need to write them an email beforehand just to say, can you, we're just telling you just ahead of time that this is what, this is what, how this interaction how annoying is it yeah, to have to do it? that it's yeah, almost no. like you need to always over explain yourself to everyone like why do we need to like so be frustrating there? is that's the heart you know and, and, that's and, awful and, and that opens the fact that really there isn't enough uh, you know call it awareness except there yeah. isn't enough yeah. and uh, they speak about autism awareness months and we have this uh, but like people don't actually know they can't 
yeah, like they can't, they can't just like, recognize. And the moment that you pick it up, you can ask, you know, or you can just, you know, at least have some compassion, at least act because, mm. you know, for me, it's like, it's what's so wrong? Stressful. You know, I always have to go and like be worried. And, and if I didn't have the opportunity to disclose, it's a problem for me because, you know, Faisal will yeah. go all over and grab things yeah, and yeah. say things. Yeah. And then, and it's almost like, are you raising your son well? What's wrong with you? And that is when the judgment. And that's when the judgment. And then I start sweating yeah. then. Oh, like nice. I am like, <gasps> Because it's not him, it's yeah. them, it's the situation. And then you don't like putting yourself in a situation whereby, like you say, you want to protect yeah. your child. Of and, you know, any new thing that we go, you know, we're walking into a space, then I'm kind of like, God, don't, d don't touch anything. Don't, just don't walk away. Just stand there. Because, you know, if we're trying to have a serious, con even in the doctor's clinic, yeah. which is ridiculous yeah. because... Sometimes, you know, if we're in, in the doctors or in the hairdressers yeah. or wherever, it's just like, we just need to get out of here. Yeah. Unscathed. Just cut that hair. Like, just get cut me the out hair. of here. Do, yeah, that's like, how the, I feel. You know, yeah. even in the doctor's surgery, you know, if, you, if you're with a doctor that yeah. doesn't know and you're yeah. there for something totally different, yeah. you're in the nurse's station beforehand and they're doing all the stuff God, beforehand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And God. now, you know, he's putting the, the, putting the blood pressure thing on his yeah. arm and it's like, and the thing's not he's working because he's moving out, and yeah. they're like, don't move. Can't you just do it then? Exactly. And it's like, she, no like and then I'm like no don't move yeah. and he's like don't move <laughs> it's like yeah. this and it's like oh. trying to get like blood right. like trying for a blood oh, test oh yeah. my yeah. god I'm and the so doctor scared was getting of that. we need to do that but, and, and I haven't done that now. until this day just because so I'm scared big. Of, to be yeah. able to do that and everything's so slow and and my I, the doctors get frustrated yeah. I'm like, sit down why do I get doing it I'm like he has autism what's wrong with you you know like get over yourself and he's like oh so sorry I'm like you're a doctor you should know and you're always on the defense that's the thing even yeah. in the even in the uh, the clinic for the uh, the COVID vaccination, oh so the first, and I haven't taken Noah for any blood or anything for a couple of years oh now. Thank goodness. Um, so you know, lucky that he's not had to have anything like that. But he's big now; like he's yeah. bigger than me. Yeah. So um, and he's like very often he's he's so funny. So you know, very often I'll be sat in the chair and he'll come for a a cuddle with me now and he dumps like his whole dead weight on me oh, and he's heavier than I am so I'm like oh, you know I feel like quite a frail lady when he's around and um I was in the the clinic going to get his first vaccination for COVID and I was like oh and I was I was writing on groups to try and find out whether or not they had a you know a special area yeah, because I was like place. I don't know how this is going to go but yeah. I do know how you're going to react I don't know how my son's yeah. going to react but I'm very sure that I know that this process that should take two seconds is probably going to take 20 minutes yeah. by the time you've had a chat with your friend the nurse yeah. by the time you've opened the package and filled out the paperwork yeah. and done this and taken his blood pressure yeah. he's going to be like oh, yeah, yeah, by the time what are you doing so we did the whole social story beforehand. We, you yeah. know, watched some YouTube videos and everything else. So he knew exactly what was going to happen. But it was like, well, he was like waiting. So he was like, well, why am I, you know, can we yeah. just get this done? Yeah. Woman doesn't give a crap. Yeah. But he, she's, yeah. you know, he sat there. In the end, I was like, look, he's got autism. Yeah. Can you hurry, up. hurry oh, this along? Yeah. And uh, then she was like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And the, the vibe just totally changed once she'd realized. But she hadn't taken the time yeah. to assess his yeah. behavior. Because obviously, you know, 
outwardly you wouldn't know but he has got yeah. some behaviors that you know you can see that he's it's very obvious that he's an 11 year old child yeah. that you know wouldn't sit regularly like one of my other kids yeah, you would have to just tell her for but, her to figure it but, out and this and is the thing yeah. but like like you like you say it's it's is not them it's is everybody else, you know, even those situations. And it makes me feel so uncomfortable at times, not because of him, but because of other people's perception. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it does, you know, and I think what helps in these situations, it helps me is keeping a regular dentist, keeping yeah. a regular hairdresser, yeah. yes. keeping a regular swim instructor, right. trying to keep all of this regular because yeah. once you've done that introduction once it's going to get That's easier of after course. that first introduction yeah. because yes. once you've done it once twice you know our dentist now is absolutely amazing because she knows him he knows her he trusts her the hairdresser practice, practice. It's practice. Yes. It's so, so it's just keeping that regularity and it stops for him it's good but for me it's even better yes. because i can walk in and i don't have to yeah. explain i don't have to knows. introduce i don't have to make that introduction that again i don't have to then build their own relationship right so. right but it's yeah. it's always you know wherever it is that we go and i think it's those first interactions all of the time so and, and it's almost like frustrating when we you know even i was sat on an airplane we were on a plane um in december and um i wasn't sat next to noah my husband was sat next to noah and i was sat in the row ahead with the other girls with the kids but i turned around and i could see um there were two kids, a line of three kids in the center aisle and Noah was stimming with his hands on the plane because he was watching something on the telly that he was liking. And I'm like, fill your boot on the plane, do what you want. Like, you know, and they were watching and they were pointing. pointing. Yeah. And um, he wasn't making any noise. He wasn't disturbing anybody, but, he, they, but they found that. It. They noticed yeah. it and they found it absolutely fascinating. But whether or not they were like, you know, teasing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just like, this, this is horrible, you know, and he doesn't care. He wouldn't even know. Yeah. He'd like say so. He would probably be like, like when he was bullied. Yeah. 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 And I turned around and I was like, is everything okay? And I didn't need to do that at all. And the parent was there and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, it's it's just you need to teach your kids. Right. No, well no, I didn't, but yeah, I was like, I, know, I, know, I, but that's I just like addressed the that, kids yeah. and I was like, he's fine. He's fine. And they were like, Okay. This weird lady that's yeah. like looking at me. Yeah. But um it's just all of that the first time. And this is why I think that every child, if every child is introduced and to exposed. kids like our kids yeah. and exposed, yeah. you know what? Like, then there will never be the staring never. and the this. It's literally that. like therapy because I kind of feel like whatever type of therapy you're doing, yes. it's exposure, it's exposure over you're right. and over. So it's really like exposure. It is, right. mm, it is yeah. exposure. Everyone needs to go to therapy. Opportunities <laughs> That's to what practice. We're to yes. Opportunities, opportunities to practice. Yeah. So ladies, what are your top tips for um, making successful and social interactions not necessarily successful but whatever you deem to be successful yeah. and you know what makes you kind of your cup full not half empty and you yeah. know comfortable and less anxious what are your top tips for navigating those I, situations I, mean, I would say don't feel guilty uh if some days uh you choose an easy situation you don't always have to be teaching new skills be flexible but don't feel guilty if uh, if it's not always something that works for him. Just make sure you have 
enough patience. I think that's another, another that day, <laughs> you know, just make sure that it works for you and for him. Don't go into a situation when you're already going through a lot of, you know, anxiety and then act to it and feel guilty that you're not taking him or that you're not, um, you're not, you know, uh, doing that. Uh, go definitely go and expose your son. But when you're that was a long uh, top tip, by the way. But uh, expose your <laughs> expose your child to situations. My oh god, there's so many tips. My top tip maybe find yourself an awesome group of friends that share similar interests, whether they have kids with autism or not, for your child to be um, to spend time with. Um, you will probably find that you will. Uh, lose a lot of friends um, and that's okay as well because at this stage in your life you just go with what who suits friends? Your, who needs friends <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, overrated so overrated <laughs> like you realize and, and then when you do pull away from those people you'll be like do you know what autism was a blessing because I just I really like yeah. you just don't know, it gives me the perfect please use it to your advantage if you need to um, so yeah, so just being comfortable with the friends that you're with and, and yeah, picking your, choosing your battles when you, it's okay to say no to certain social groups. That's fine. Do what you can. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my top tip for the day, I would say is just kind of tagging along what you guys already said, just be kind to yourself. And obviously, you know, uh, if there, there are situations or if you need to create a situation for a teaching moment, that's great. But I think taking care of yourself first will put you in the right state of mind. And it's like, don't let the fear of what's going to happen or just like the exposure. Just think whatever does happen, you can always turn anything into a teachable moment. As what, m- like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You learned something. You learned a lesson. So, yeah, I mean, again, be kind. If you're not in the mood, if you're overwhelmed, if you're whatever, that's absolutely okay to take the time to like really rest and take care of yourself. But when you are up to it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, my top tip is to um, keep your regulars. So um, wherever possible, and sometimes it's quite difficult um, to keep your regular dentist. You know, if you find a dentist that you like, keep that regular dentist. You know, if you find a hairdresser that you like, swim, you know, all of those things. Just because for me personally, it leaves a lot of my anxiety. If um, that first introduction is always difficult, um, just because my anxiety, not because of other people or my son, but because of me, because I've, you know, my anxiety is high because I never know how it's going to go. So once that's done, you find somebody that you like, just keep maintaining that relationship and, you know, you never know what might come of that. You know, if you can, if you can get your child to a point where they become independently sitting in a hairdresser's because they know that person that's cutting their hair and they're doing a great job for you and everything else, then that's a relationship built and that's independence. You know, same with the doctor, same with the dentist, all of those things where our children have heightened anxiety, which obviously leads on to us. If we can get to a point where they are becoming happy to visit these places, which, you know, tend to be quite a struggle for people um, and they can do it, you know, themselves independently, and you know there's there's a relationship being built and it it helps them in later life to maintain all of these things that are really important as kind of life skills then um that's a great thing so there we go okay thank you so much for joining us today and um, it's been great to see you great conversation 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of This Life, Chronicles of Autism Mums. We'll see you again next week for another episode. Thank you.